This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host. Welcome, everyone. My name is Lise Kukkonen, and this is Practitioner's Viewpoint. In this series of podcasts, I will be interviewing practitioners from different fields on how they see the measurement of sedentary behavior and physical activity. Could activity tracking benefit them and their customers? What kind of research would support and benefit their work? And how should activity tracking technology be improved to fit what they do better? Today, I have the honor to introduce my first guest, Kersten Kimura. Kersten is a certified macronutrition coach, personal trainer, and women's wellness coach. She helps women all over the world to achieve their best body composition and optimal health through her holistic macros coaching. Having been through a serious burnout herself, she emphasizes the importance of proper nutrition, adequate exercise, balanced hormones, and healthy mindset. So, in this episode today, we are going to talk about nutrition weight management, and we will also get to hear Kirsten's thoughts about measurement of sedentary behavior and daily physical activity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to introduce Kirsten Kimura. Welcome, Kirsten. Hi. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for this nice introduction. I know that you are in Arizona, Phoenix. I'm here in Finland, so you're having morning. It's evening here, but I'm really looking forward to our chat today. And uh, the first thing I'd like to ask from you is, could you tell us about your professional and educational background a little bit? How did all the roads lead to this point? Mm. Yes, Uh, this is actually a pretty long story, but I'm doing my best to keep it brief. Um, Actually, I, I didn't get into health and fitness as my profession really early on i used to do something completely different i actually have a phd in linguistics which is totally right now i'm thinking back it's like my past life at this point um but i've always been very interested in in exercise and just health in general and this is what i did you know growing up all the time but then yeah in the past couple of years or in the last few years of um, doing my phd work i realized that this is what i really don't have the passion for the linguistics, um, and then I decided to pursue my career in health and fitness. And so at the same time, while I was writing my PhD, uh, I also got my personal trainer certification. So it was definitely a pretty intense period of time. And then I started working as a personal trainer. Um, and then later, I became a macronutrition coach. Um, and then, like you mentioned, also in your introduction, I have been through a pretty serious burnout myself, where I I totally overtrained myself, had sort of an eating disorder patterns, definitely. And so, of course, I, I recovered from all of it. And then I realized I definitely want to help other women to do the same. Right now, I don't necessarily focus on um, overtraining recovery anymore, although I do a little bit of that too. But mostly my goal is to help women to achieve their best body composition, which doesn't always mean fat loss, but sometimes it does. I think you have a great story and um, you have really gone through a lot in in this area. So you have a really good um, base of experience. I don't know if it's good experience, but at least 
I, I guess you know what women or people generally are going through. And just for our listeners, I, uh, we have listeners from all over the world, but many of them might be in Finland. So your linguistics degree was actually about Finnish language. Is that correct? Yes, it's totally correct. Uh, yes, um, that's true. I also lived in Finland for a total of four years, a little bit back and forth. So I am, I am from Estonia, just like Lise. And uh, I studied, yes, total of four years in Finland and got my PhD in the Finnish language. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. But okay, let's go on with nutrition. So what is your professional philosophy? How do you approach nutrition coaching? Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah, it's a good question. So uh, I focus, I do use macronutrition. So this is my main approach, how I help people with their body composition change. But, you know, if you if you have seen like how the macronutrition wor- works and how a lot of coaches approach it, a lot of times they use the approach of if it fits your if it fits your macros. So it basically means that you can eat whatever you want as long as you fit into your prescribed macros, right? So in other words, it can mean like eat you know eat burgers, eat junk food, eat whatever you want, um, and you'll still lose weight or whatever your goal is. And so I I understand where, where this idea is coming from because um, coaches want to make it really approachable for people because there's so many diets out there that tell you that you cannot have a burger ever or you cannot have chocolate ever. But with macro nutrition, it's like, okay, cool. I get to eat everything as long as I fit into my macro counts, right? But I think, you know, I, I love flexibility in, in nutrition. And I do think that we should be able to have our favorite things. I eat chocolate every day, right? But I don't think that... This um, this approach is 100% correct too. So in my opinion, nutrition should be you know 80-90% really good, healthy, whole foods that come from nature, from as close as nature as possible, and then you have a little bit of room for snacks and fun things and maybe some uh, you know treats and whatever. So I like the flexible. I like the I like my nutrition and my clients' nutrition to be flexible, but also uh, macronutrition gives them a little bit of like structure. So when a person doesn't understand anything about um, food or knows very little about macros, they only maybe have counted calories, then they're missing out on a lot of things. Because uh, to have really good health, true health, then I think um, having a good macronutrient balance is important. And one of the things that I see with many new clients is that they severely under-eat protein. And so this is kind of like my cornerstone. This is where everything starts. Okay, let's get your protein high. Because when you look at most people's diet, it's very carbohydrate heavy and it's not hard to get fats either. But the protein is not something that comes very naturally to many people. So when we now start, you know, getting the protein higher and allowing ourselves this flexibility of eat the things that we like, but keep it mostly healthy. So this is how I have found that people find their best health, best hormonal balance and best body composition as well. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian. Fibian is an accurate sitting and physical activity tracking device and analysis platform. It is a great tool for projects that aim for behavior change in sedentary behavior and incidental physical activity. Fibian provides easy-to-understand PDF and web browser reports for participants. Other features include comparisons to recommendations, linking results to health risks, achievement cards, and interactive goal-setting tool. In addition, Fibian provides an API that allows for easy integration to other systems and applications. Learn more about Fibian at fibian.com/research. <laughs> 
Amphibian, from researchers to researchers. So just to, for our listeners, so um, do I understand correctly that basically you are taking people's eating and trying to fit it um, with a most, like a possibly healthy way of eating, like what they want and what they like, and you're just trying to give them structure. And I guess macronutrition is kind of um, correlating also with the recommendations of the national or international recommendations of eating macros. Or what? what's your comment on that? Uh, so I would say there is a thing called RDA, uh, Recommended Daily Allowance. I don't know if you're familiar with this term. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I would say that I do not agree when it comes to protein because their protein recommendation, I believe, is 0.36 grams per one pound of your body weight. So one pound of your body weight, let's say somebody's 160 pounds. So I think in kilograms, about 72 or so. So this uh, recommendation is way under what we actually want for proper health, in my opinion. So in that sense, I do not agree. And what I recommend to most of my clients is that our protein intake should be somewhere between 0.6 to 1 grams per one pound of your body weight. I'm, I'm using pounds because I'm in the States. Um, but That's uh, okay. Yeah. But so um, so this is for our optimal health. And of course, if somebody is, let's say, more plant-based or vegetarian, then they can start at that 0.6 grams per one pound of their body weight. And if, they, if there's somebody who does eat meat who is a you know, goes, goes to the gym frequently, um, they need more clothes, like one gram. And so this is for our optimal health. It's, yes, it's body composition is to have enough muscle tissue, which we know is a really metabolically active tissue. And we need to have that as much as possible in our body. But it's also for like general well-being. Because what I hear from most of my clients when they start increasing their, their protein is that a couple of things they hear, they say, I have way less cravings. I feel fuller longer, my workouts are stronger, my recovery is better, um, I don't need to snack all the time. So all the great things and putting on muscle becomes a lot easier too. So um, this is where I feel like my approach is, or I don't fully agree with the RDA, for example, when it comes to protein. Okay, so um, let's say that you said you mostly help uh, women. So what do you see are the most common mistakes people make when wanting to change their body composition and or lose weight? The biggest thing by far is taking their calories down way too, too low. And the second one is staying there forever. So let's say that somebody gets the idea of wanting to lose weight and then they, um, you know, the really common advice is cut your calories to like 1,200, okay? So I have 1,200 calories a day to eat. And this is critically low. And so we have to look at something called BMR, right? The basal metabolic rate. And so there are places on the internet where you can calculate your own. But, um, you know, when you do your calculation, it basically BMR tells you what your body burns every day, even if you are lying on the couch all day long and don't move. So we need this energy for, you know, digestion and sweating and thinking and all kinds of things, right? Your heart beating, so beating. So we need this energy now. A lot of women, when they eat 1,200 calories, this is way under their very basic needs are, right? 
And so um, we also need energy because we don't only lie on the couch most days. We also walk and work out and go to work and take care of the kids and do the laundry, all that kind of stuff. So now if we take the calories down super, super low, what happens is that we downregulate our metabolism big time. And so when we downregulate our metabolism, uh, then a lot of functions in the body are not happening anymore because the body does not have energy. And, uh, and also what can happen is that at one point we hit a weight loss plateau because, of course, when you first take your calories down so low, you lose, you lose body fat, you lose body weight, and that makes you happy and excited. But also you massively downregulate your metabolism and it doesn't want to let go of anything anymore. And I've seen people who actually start gaining weight on that 1,200 calories because they have now downregulated their metabolism. and It just doesn't want to let go of anything. So that's the, the first major mistake uh, is eating very low calories. And then the second one is doing it for a very long period of time. So uh, when I have a client who wants to lose body fat, then, of course, there needs to be a little bit of um, deficit, right? So we have to take the calories down, but also they have to be increased later. So um, I never keep anybody in this low-calorie phase, uh, fat loss phase, for more than 12 or 16 weeks at a time. And after that, you have to increase the calories. But this is not what most women do. First of all, they take the calories low, and then they stay there like month after month after month. And then they uh, start having serious issues with their um, metabolism, their hormonal balance. And yeah, this is exactly what I did too when I didn't know any better. <laughs> that was over 10 years ago. And yeah. uh, I, I, got, I had a very many, very uncomfortable symptoms, which you know you don't know about. If you don't know, you don't know. But yes, I would say these, these two things, eating way, little, way too little and then staying that way for years. Yeah. Uh, and as a physical therapist, there's also like you would get uh, sleep problems, hormonal problems, but also the risk of injury because these, these people uh, quite often also exercise a lot. So you have a risk of injury, which is increased significantly if, if or when your calories, calories are very low. I guess you already answered that, but is there any other um, kind of misconception or, or what are the biggest challenges people have when it comes to weight management or eating habits? Yes, biggest challenges that people have. Uh, there's all kinds of cha- challenges, right? So it really depends on who we are talking to. If we're talking to like a, like a per- person who's not active at all and very sedentary and maybe doesn't even know the basics of nutrition, then it's simply lack of movement and over consuming the very highly processed, very highly palatable foods, right? So this is definitely one of the things. And then there's this other end of spectrum, which we sort of like touched on already. This is the your typical overtrainer, the typical under eater. So one thing is maybe lack of knowledge. That's the first group that I kind of described. And then the second one is, yes, we have the knowledge, but we don't do anything with it because there's so much fear. You know, people think that um, I cannot, uh, you know, I'm not supposed to eat 2000 calories because for most women, that sounds like, oh my goodness, this is way too much, right? But it actually isn't. And uh, sometimes women are, women are really surprised when they when they start eating more and realize how much they can eat and actually lose body fat. So they don't have to be starving. And uh, just actually recently, somebody asked me on Instagram DMs, they asked me, how much fat do you eat a day? You personally, right? Me personally. And I said, I eat between 90 and 95 grams right now. My calories are 2,300, 2,400 every day. 
And then I got those emojis that are, you know, like the eyes wide open and mouth like big wide open. <laughs> People are like, what? I'm like, yes, <laughs> you're not you're not supposed to be starving all the time to get the results. You have to have a good macronutrition balance and you got to maintain your energy. Yeah. OK, that seems or of course, it's um, reasonable. Um, so thank you, Kirsten. Uh, we are now ending up our first part of this podcast. And uh, soon we are going to be back for the second part. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.